Okay, so uh, this morning we are talking to Kathy Cribben Pierce uh, on our Career Discovery in uh, Inspiration podcast. Kathy is a nurse, midwife, and the founder of Oak Tree Mentorship. Good morning, Kathy, and thank you for joining us. Good morning, my pleasure. Um, really, the whole point of this is just a little bit of a conversation about what you do in your day-to-day -day life, how you get, how you got there and some more information on how our students could get to where you are if that's what they decide to do. Uh, so I'm going to start off by asking you, really, tell us a little bit more about what you do day to day, what your role involves, and uh, I'll let you uh, describe that for us as best you can. Okay, no problem. Well, my day to day is very, very much every day, simply because I have set up my own business um so the business that I have set up is called Oak Tree Mentorship um as you'd mentioned at the beginning and what it is is an international mentorship program for nurses and midwives around the world so I have 200 nurses on this program at the moment resident in 50 countries around the world um and what we have designed is a, a platform where nurses join us and they sign up to be mentors or mentees, or indeed they can wear both hats. And our database is designed a little as an app where the mentors and the mentees are matched based on their years of experience, what they do, etc. We introduce them to each other, and then we have a structured support system for that mentorship relationship that we support them over a six month period um, for the mentees to achieve their goals. So as I'm building a business and the program, my days vary greatly. So one, one day I could be dedicated to building the website. So I have a wonderful 18-year-old um, student actually who is studying cyber security in Ukraine who has built my website. So between all of the troubles, we speak every day and um, he's been dedicated to doing that while he's been at university. Other days, maybe looking at, I have a team who I work with for marketing. So building um, some of the marketing materials that we have and to send that out. I also work as an executive coach. So I coach um, nurses around the world as well. So the program that I'm building is, is, the program that has been built is built on the mentorship piece. So we're now moving forward to building um, the next piece which is around coaching principles so another day um may be built on building that, that that content and the structure for that program other days it's speaking to nurses and midwives all over the world to get them on the program so hours and hours chatting on zoom um telling them what the program is how it can benefit them and introduce and then setting them up and introducing them to each other so my days vary greatly um other what else have I done recently yeah um I've been in Rome um two weeks ago presenting the program at an international conference so a lot of time went into that so prepping you know the presentation and things before that and also I've been asked to write about the program in a couple of nursing journals around the world so a few days next week after Christmas will be dedicated to um to writing um articles about what it is and, and how we're hoping to benefit um, 
nurses and midwives and change the face of nursing. What we want to do is have um, have the world see the nursing profession in the light that it's in today. I think typically students think about nursing um, in a very, very traditional form, you know, from what they've seen on TV or what they traditionally hear a nurse to be. Um, but generally, the general population are not up to date with what nurses do. So we have nurses now who work in roles of, you know, they're chief executives. They are chief informaticists. So we have nurses who've done an IT degree and an IT master's. And now they, they run the clinical component for informatics. So they're blending their clinical nursing skills with their IT skills. Um, and that is a stream in its own. Nurses do surgery now. So you've got nurses who are specialists in, in surgery, who run their own clinics. We've nurse consultants. So a typical nurse consultant in intensive care will run a full team, will run their outpatient departments for the intensive care patients that come back and they hold their, hold their own patient load. So nurses, to what they did traditionally and what they do now is, is hugely varied. Um, most companies have a nurse in them as well in, in many um, sectors. So, yeah. Well, I think that's what I do to do on a day-to-day -day basis and a little synopsis of why. Okay, and that's very interesting. And uh, as you said, a lot of people like myself didn't realise and don't realise that there are so many different roles within nursing. It's not just that person that you see sometimes when you visit the doctor's surgery or when you're in the hospital there are they right. are doing so many other things as well as that uh front-facing role um so how did you get to where you are today so what made you decide on going into nursing in the first place and then opening up this mentorship program which is sounds fantastic well it's interesting um and when i when i think about when i was 18 and deciding what I wanted to do after university I had no idea I had no idea what I wanted to do I grew up in Ireland grew up in a very small town and I had big ideas and big ambitions to travel so I decided in full honesty that if I wanted to do nursing or if I wanted to travel I needed a career that I could travel with and it was my mum that said why don't you think about nursing you know, it's a it's deemed as a career for life. The world always a bit like teaching. The world needs nurses and we need teachers. So I said, OK, and it was an opportunity then for me to travel. So I moved to London to do my nurse training. So, so I trained as a nurse in London, which was just fantastic. The experience, the variety of, of what I saw, of what I did. And it opened my eyes at 18 and said, oh, what I thought nursing was and what I was stepping into and what the profession is was not the same. So I did my training, as I said, in London, and that was over a three-year um, period, a degree, where we had, you spent 50% in university and the other 50% out in clinical placements. And I think for me as a student, I loved that variety. I wasn't full-time in the classroom, and then I wasn't full-time in a clinical setting, and, and having that, um, practice and um, academia together for me was was hugely beneficial. It just made learning really interesting. So um, 
so that was three years and I qualified and I worked then um, on a renal floor. So for patients with kidney disease and needed dialysis, did that for six months and then I went to the emergency department. So I worked in the emergency department in central London for, I think it was about four years. And within nursing, you're always advancing your academic knowledge. So I did my emergency practitioner course there, which is an 18 month program. And you specialize in emergency care. So we saw everything in there, anything that came through that emergency door from, you know, car crashes, traumas, um, children who were unwell and um, elderly with, you know, fallen over and broken their hips, um, young people and some very funny stories as well. I mean, the emergency department, you never know what's going to come through that door. And some people are very entertaining and made our lives, but also some things are very, very sad. And you are with people at their most vulnerable time. Um, but your role there is to, to support, to fix. And it, it is very rewarding. Well, I did that for three years and then thought, OK, we if if I can use the, you know, the analogy that, you know, they come into the emergency department they've broken their leg we put the bandage on them and then off they go and I don't know where they go you know in terms of of care so I decided that I would move on to intensive care next and work with the most critically ill so I moved hospitals um, and I moved to another fair at the time it was the biggest intensive care in Europe um, and it it had specialities from infectious diseases uh, flown in from all over Europe to cardiac diseases, renal diseases, um, and and other complicated um, diseases. So patients that were in the intensive care, it is they are the most sick in the hospital. They're generally not awake. They're on on full life support um, machinery, drugs, and therapies. And we would care for them. We we're dedicated one nurse to one patient. And at times there was two nurses to one patient, depending on how, how ill they were. So I absolutely loved that job. Again, you're with those patients at the sickest that they'll ever be, but you're also there for their families. And for me to be able to explain, you know, some of the complexities in simple language as to what was happening. And although this looked critical, our knowledge knew that they would come through this and we would have an idea and a time frame. And also we would sit with those when we knew that they wouldn't come through this and to be able to support them, you know, during that time in their life. As nurses and midwives, we we have a belief and a value that we sit with people as we bring babies into the world. And that's the most special time. But we sit with them as they leave the world. And that's equally as precious. And it's so for us to be with the families and patients during that time is 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 an honour. So I trained, I did my intensive care course as well, another 18 months of pharmacology and uh, biology, um, really, really tough course. Um, it was incredible. I didn't, I didn't love it, I'll tell you. <laughs> it, was, it was hugely challenging, but by the end, you know, you increase that level of detailed knowledge. Um, and then I, so I did that for, I think, four or five years as well. And then I decided that I wanted to train as a midwife. So it was almost the missing piece of the puzzle. I could look after, you know, man or woman from 
the injury into the ED to the critical care part. But I wanted to know what happened in a in that woman's body when she was pregnant and how do you manage two lives? So I trained as a midwife and that was an incredible experience. It definitely is challenging because you're dealing with two lives. And particularly during the, the labor period, you've got a mum you have to look after and you know you have a little baby whose life you're looking after. So looking after the two lives together added a new, new layer of complexity. Um, and I think when I went into midwifery, a little bit like when I went into nursing, I was like, oh, this is going to be lovely. I'll be able to hang out with these mums and these babies. I never thought that there would be a level of complexity to it from a medical stance. And I think that was a shock to me, definitely. However, um, you're well supported. We were well trained and I trained at a, a very prestigious university in London. And again, a little bit like my nursing. We did academic days and then we did our placement days. Um, and it, again, huge variety. We worked in the community with you know, post-delivery because the babies, um, once a baby's born, the mum is in the care of that hospital for six weeks post-delivery. So we as midwives would go out and see them in the community and support that mum. So that was a wonderful time. And I was then qualified as a, um, as a midwife and I had very senior experience then as a nurse. And I was asked, would I interview for a position in London um, where we set up the first high dependency unit in the NHS for pregnant women. So it was a unit that cared for women who were pregnant but had other diseases. So pregnant and had cancer, pregnant and had cystic fibrosis, um, pregnant with high complex pregnancies, so maybe triplets. <clears throat> and as a result, your body changes and you can have some complexities with that. So we set that unit up and I ran that unit for a few years and it was an incredible experience. Um, and it was the first in the NHS to have nurses and midwives together working to care for these people because the skill sets that nurses have and then the skill set midwives have vary. So we brought them together. It added a huge layer of support for these women. Uh, because it was such a unique um, unit, we had patients flown in from all over Europe to be cared for on this on this unit. So that was, <coughs> excuse me, an absolute honour. So from there, I then, my husband was headhunted for a job back in Ireland. So we moved back to Ireland. And I had a little bit of a taste for a startup at that point. So I interviewed for a position with two consultants who set up and, and we set up the first private colposcopy clinic in the country of Ireland. So colposcopy is a clinic for women's services. Um, it's care after they have a smear. So it's women's services. And we set that up. Um, another, it was a great experience because now I'd moved countries. And although I am Irish, I never worked within the healthcare system. So to see a healthcare system outside of the NHS and also now it was private, that was an, you know, another huge learning experience. While I was there, I thought, gosh, I'm getting I'm getting a little taste for these setups and, you know, the startups. And so I decided to do an MBA in project management. So while I did that at night um, and it was that again, it was the academic blend for me almost again when I was a student and, and I, I really enjoyed it. So doing the MBA, setting up that clinic 
was um, was highly rewarding. So then I got a phone call um, from a recruiter saying they'd seen my CV on LinkedIn and would I be interested in moving to Abu Dhabi? So I said, sure. So off I went to the interview and I was interviewed for um, the Cleveland Clinic Hospital. And at that stage, it wasn't open. Um, they were still building it. And I was the first person interviewed and the first person offered a job to come um, and work within first person to come that was on that recruitment process. They had about 100 people on the ground before me. So we moved here eight months after that interview. Um, and we and it's the biggest one of the biggest international healthcare startups in the world. And that was just an incredible experience. So we arrived to a shell of a building, nothing in it. So off we started to write policies and procedures to put the beds in, to put the sheets in, put signs up. There was no signs, you know, and exit, where to go for a clinic, any of that. So we all together collaboratively um, worked on that. The hospital opened on the 17th of March, 2015, St. Patrick's Day, so we'll always remember it. And, and again, to see it grow from one person, patient coming in the doors that day to where it is now seeing three and a half thousand patients a day in an outpatient clinic and almost 400 patients in inpatient beds that was a particularly um you know it's a particularly rewarding time in my career because to see something grow from nothing to where it is today is not an experience that all professionals will have. When you step into healthcare systems around the world, they tend to be in function for maybe a hundred years. And it was at that point as well, I thought, what do I do next in my career? And I was thinking about this right through the experience of being with Cleveland, because there's nothing quite like it. So COVID hit, and for me, it was back into uniform. And I was back into uniform and I supported the, the junior nurses around um, the floors, particularly in, an, in our intensive care, where we saw a lot of sick, sick COVID patients. But as we all know around the world, we were here, we were in Abu Dhabi and we were in Dubai and we were concerned about our loved ones back home. So all of the nurses and the doctors and all of the healthcare providers within the hospital, you could see their anxiety. They're looking after these patients. And they're thinking about themselves and they're thinking about their family back home. And that was a particularly challenging time. And I was at that point and you said, where did I get to today? I think there was a key point during this experience where nurses were coming and saying, Kathy, what do we do next? How do we get through this? And I seem to be the person who offers that level of advice. So it was from that experience that I decided to open um, an international mentorship program for nurses and midwives so I thought all of these nurses around the world can support each other you know we all now since the pandemic are using teams and zoom so I thought you know I'm going to do this but I didn't know how but as a nurse we're resourceful so when you don't know how and that's the one thing we're taught in healthcare when you don't know how to do something put your hand up and you ask because you're playing with people's lives. So you never ignore something because it could be catastrophic. So 
it's ingrained in us, ask somebody. So I thought, I want to set up an international mentorship program. Who do I ask? So I emailed a guy in London called David Clutterbuck. And David is an internationally recognized guru. He's 75 this year and just published his 75th book. So I thought I'll send him an email. Not really expecting him to reply. And if this is a lesson to anyone, just reach out and ask and goodwill always comes back to you. So I emailed David and I said, listen, I'm just a crazy nurse with a crazy idea. And if you had 15 minutes to have a conversation, about an hour later, I'm on a call with him and he said, I'll help you. I'll support you. This has never been done, but let's do it. So within six months, we'd built the structure of the program and it was accredited under the EMCC, which is the European Mentorship Coaching Committee. So I could put my hand to my heart and say I've got a robust um, program for nurses and midwives. So then I left my job. I told the guys, I said, listen, I no longer can do both. But um, so I'm going to step out and I'm going to continue with this. So I'm staying in, in Abu Dhabi. So out I stepped last summer and um, and then recruited all of the nurses to come on the programme. So all 200 of them, which was speaking to um, friends over the years and also reaching out to, to people through other mediums of social media and letting them know about the program and they came on the program and we launched it in, in um, August of 2022 yes so um, yeah so now we're building this it's growing I have interest from hospitals around the world to bring the program into their hospitals and then how we can you know link other hospitals around the world and I've got some further ambitions where I want to start offering scholarships to students who want to come in and placements for students so I want to identify um, students around the world who come from poor economic backgrounds or that wouldn't necessarily have the opportunity to go to university and I'd like to offer them the opportunity through us to have mentorship and the funding into a university and support them the whole way through the, the university experience and out the other end as long as they need it. So that's the next piece of the ambitious um, project to, to follow and as we grow. So that's how I got to where I am today, Fiona. Yeah, and that's very interesting. Um, you definitely sound like you uh, like to continually be improving yourself and continuously learning. Uh, which is always a great trait to have. Um, I liked the way you said that you were really, um, you enjoyed the aspect of being in the academic and in the practical side and that you that you were able to access both sides of those through your training. Um, and do you think that's something that the students should look into before they're applying for courses, how the teaching actually takes place? Or what do you think, what's your views on that? Yeah, I think that's a very good point. And for me, I would have never considered myself the brightest in the class. I would never have been. And I was never that, um, I would say, ambitious about academia. You know, a lot of the academic, I did it because, like all students, we have to do it. You know, we have to get our A-level. We have to pass. We have to get through this. And I did it because I had to. I can never say that I enjoyed studying at school. However, 
ever. My love for study grew through nursing and midwifery because of the availability to apply the knowledge. So if I don't understand, like, you know, physics was not a subject that I enjoyed because I couldn't understand how I would apply this in my in my everyday. So I'm very, very practical. So I think if you're a student who's practical and likes to just understand how things work, that is the gift that is in nursing. Because you you go in, you do, you know, your your few days study, and then you go out onto the ward and you apply that knowledge. And then when it doesn't work, or your you your understanding of how that worked, you're back in the classroom to say, I don't get this, or I get this, or now I understand this because this is how it played out in reality. So that that for me that that is probably one of the greatest gifts. And also so much so that I I've it's become very DNA in me. You know, I as I said, I wasn't academic through school, but with Oak Tree Mentorship now, what I'm doing, I'm starting my PhD next year. So if you had said to me at 18, sitting in that classroom doing those A-levels, you'll be doing a PhD in a few years' time. I would have laughed at you. But, but now I'm able to see how always the academia side, trying it out in, in the real world and back and forth, it really helps me understand and deepen my knowledge. And it gives it almost a common sense element to stuff. Um, so for me, I think it's one of the greatest gifts that you have within nursing. Hey, yeah and, and that's the thing and I suppose the good thing for no matter what you're going into now there are uh, huge amounts of apprenticeships available and degree apprenticeships in all areas now so if that's an area that students think that may work for them that's something they should look into rather than the direct university route to. Um, have you any what skills would you say uh, really work for your role obviously you've got two completely separate roles there but they are combined at the same time but for the role in nursing or midwifery or in the mentorship role, what skills would you say are the most important in those areas? I think the most important skills or personal attributes, I would say, is curious. If you are a person of constant questioning, you're curious about how the body works, you're curious about how an engine works, you're curious about how a business works. You know, um, because healthcare is now one of the, it is, you know, it's one of the biggest businesses in the world. And I think when we step in, when people, again, they see the traditional nurse, they think about that traditional thinking. They're not thinking about how actually when they're a manager on the ward, that they're actually running a small business within a massive enterprise. So therefore the skill sets have been organized, good communication, curiosity, and resilience because it is not it's not an easy job and I don't think many jobs are easy but once you know that you're resilient and you're driven and you're ambitious and you want to take a risk there's lots of risk taking and you know in within what we do um then it, it's for you and also it's the people connection piece you know if you want to connect with other people we have a huge camaraderie with as professionals around the world you know I can call any nurse up anywhere in the world to ask for advice even if I don't know them and we just have this you know baseline of we, we support each other so 
if you're a people person and you want to make a difference in the world and you've got good communication skills and you're driven and ambitious, it's a great career. Uh-huh. Um, well, I was going to, I suppose that leads into, have you got any tips for our students that would be considering going down the role of nursing or midwifery or anything, in, even the entrepreneurship role, because you've really taken on a few hats here. Uh, have you yeah. any tips or any recommendations for somebody at that 16, 17, 18 years old? What should they be thinking about? What the one thing I would say is. Gosh, I could answer this from a million ways. You know, first of all, if you're not really sure what you want to know to do as a career, nursing is great. It gives you a, a springboard to do multiple stuff. Some of my friends have done nursing and then went on and did medicine. Others have done it and then went on and did pharmacy. I have another friend who did nursing and she's now a pediatric dentist in Australia. Um, so it can be a springboard into other careers. It can be then you grow a little bit like what I did. Um, you can come in, not really sure what you want to do, but you do your degree and you, you come out with a nursing degree that, that is valid anywhere in the world. And it gives you then an opportunity to travel. Or it could be that you want to come in, you're like, okay, I want to specialize up the way and I want to become the CEO of a hospital. So once you have your nursing degree, then you'll go on and do business degrees or business masters and you'll get opportunities, you know, to take on that business end. So if you're not sure what you want to do, nursing is a really good baseline career is what I would say. Um, and when I think about, so, and if you want to travel, so I have a friend who works with Medical Sans Frontières, who are a huge company who work all over the world and particularly um, in war zone areas or the aftermath of a disaster like a hurricane. They have a team. So you go on a three to six months placement and your job might be to build a school. So as a nurse, you're there supporting them to build a school and you're, you're there to, to as a nurse to support the team while you're there. But you're doing other schools skill sets and there are multiple companies like that around the world so you come out with that degree you do one year experience and off you go it is an opportunity to do many many things so I think to answer your question what what do they do I think get curious even if you were to google companies that have a nurse in them and you'll see that you know google has a nursing team microsoft has a nursing team so some of these huge big companies that you could actually get in there through almost a, an, you know, another route to explore and to see. And you're like, oh, I thought I liked IT, but sitting here as a nurse, it's not for me. So you can move, move then companies. And it is, we always say, once you've nursing, it's your passport to travel through careers and through countries. Okay. And that's the thing, I suppose, uh, very much now, nobody seems to stay, well, not nobody, but very few people stay in that one career for life. And I suppose if you've got something like nursing, it's leaving those options open to change as your passions and your idea of what you want changes throughout life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you've really opened my eyes because obviously, same thing, a lot of people are very much thinking of that nurse in the hospital floor, the one you see when you go to visit the doctor and so on, and not about all those options that are open to them. Uh, so yeah. hopefully this will open the eyes of some of our students and make them think that of 
other options that they may like to go into. And as you said, uh, it can be a springboard for many other careers. Um, thank you so much for talking to us today. I will uh, definitely pass this on to our students and uh, you've given us some great insights. So thank you for everything. Have you any last words, anything you want to say to the students or? Last words, I would say, follow your passion. Just follow your passion. If you've got something that you love, just go with it and know that it will work out. And know that the career that you step into at 18 or 19 most likely won't be what you're doing when you're 40 and 50. It may have the same string through it, but you'll, you'll have evolved. So, you know, step into something that you want to give you some variety, some excitement, something that you love and it's a passion. The rest will, it'll work its way out. Exactly. You don't want to be doing something for the rest of your life that you don't enjoy. Indeed. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for giving up your time over the winter break. Um, I'm sure you want to start enjoying the holidays now. So I'll let you get that computer turned off and get a little bit of a break. Thanks again. Thank you.